I don't know what spirit of Jim Crow possesses people to reach, <laughs> to reach Not out. Jim Crow, I'm dead. Bonjour, mes amis. (laughs) I love it. That's stunning. Welcome to another episode of A Millennial Yells at Cloud, the podcast dedicated to history's most maligned generation, (laughs) trademark, millennials. (laughs) We out here struggling for our lives. Today, I am very, very excited, thrilled, elated, and just, I don't know, like, I have gotten the next best thing to Beyonce. (laughs) Um, on this podcast. So much to live up to. So much to live up to. Oof. And that is the lovely, the stunning, the recently promoted Stephanie Small. Ew. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the pod, Stephanie. As you know, I've been trying to get you on here for like 5,000 years. Literally. Our, our schedules finally and the universe aligned and I'm ecstatic to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. I love that ecstatic. Mm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. So, <laughs> Steph. May I call you Steph? Of course I Absolutely. can. Absolutely. I yeah, know yeah. you. We've known know each other long enough. Call you Steph Medium. <laughs> oh, I miss that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nobody gives me cute nicknames anymore. That's because everyone in your company is boring. <sighs> Name redacted. Low key. So, Steph. <laughs> Steph is a... Uh, you know what, Steph, you tell us what you do. Oh, oh, I would love to. So as you so eloquently put it, I am a newly promoted DEI director um, for a media company. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. So Oh, that's new. Right? I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm going to write the, that down. The older millennials will remember that saying. Please like, like, <laughs> share, comment. Let Where me know I'm not. Where's that from? <sighs> the 90s? Oh. You were you were but a twinkle in your daddy's eye. No, I was a born child in the nineties. In the nineties, yes. I'm not. I'm a millennial. If I was not a born child in the nineties, I'd be yeah, you're Gen right. Z. Gross. Right. Oof, let's no offense, not. Gen let's, Z, we'll I was gonna you. say let's not get canceled on like I know. the early and Gen episodes. Z will cancel us. They do not care. <laughs> They'll start a TikTok campaign against Oof, me. I'm not. Don't. That, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not that good at TikTok. Please don't. Um. So I am passionate about all things diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I've been in this industry in the advertising space for the last 10 years. You mm-hmm. and I worked together at yes, yes. the formerly known as JWT. Oh no, revealed, exposed. Expose, expose. So when the stories start coming, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are, those are good days. I feel like I had fun. Yes. It was my first job. Yes. I was like, look at these fun people. It was very diverse back J-Dub then. J-Dub was a vibe. It definitely had culture. Yeah. For sure. Like we had... The Black Women's um, Special, like the Black Women with, some Association. With our honorary white man. Um, Ryan Spelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Spelsey and Juliet. Love you. We also had Gay WT where we would go to the village yes. and turn up. That was fun. And um, we had people trying to get into Gay WT and oof, be like, mm, all let's the not speak time. about it. Listen, straights, and I am one. I feel like I can say this as like I feel a like cis woman. A hardcore ally. Totally. And I also helped start Gay WT, like the privilege that was bestowed upon me. And that is why, and people tried to come for me about this. This was why I would ax people, like cis het people that tried to infiltrate. Cause I was like, as the illustrious Miss Jan Jackson would always say, what have you done for them more specifically? 
me lately preach and the answer is nothing you can't just like pop up on a wednesday and come to cruise because you know it's cute and it's fun like what, what are, are you doing, doing day you to doing? day yeah honestly you're the reason some people think that the a in lgbtqia stands for ally it's true um educational moment it stands mm. for asexual for those of you who don't know yes can we please you know what though big mouth had an episode about asexual people and it lo- it taught me a lot Okay, I need to watch that. Oh my god, I, you haven't watched Big Mouth? Not really. Grow up, Anton. I've get been low key it. like I've been very like neutral about asexuals. I'm mm. like, oh well, they're there. I'm sorry. Once again, asexuals. <laughs> I love you. you. This episode is like on the cusp, on the cusp of cancellation. Of cancel- <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Not you uh, waiting forever to get me on here, and then it's like boop. I know, boop. <laughs> First, we're like, oh yeah, we have our like the guests we've been waiting for, and that was also our and, last guest. Right. We're shutting down. Thank you for tuning in. This has been fun. Beautiful. <laughs> and it's over. The podcast has been deleted. Oh, uh, but don't yes. cancel us. Well, yeah. I think that that is a great way to mm-hmm. segue into the first little question I have for you. Oh, hit me. I need to pop open my little questions, mm-hmm. look at my little questions, and then ask you the question. And my question is, how do you identify? I feel like um, I already, I have a hint, uh, mm-hmm. an inkling of this. Yeah. Because you already mentioned uh, what kind of millennial you are. But It's very boring. She, her. Oh, oh my God. You know what? I need to find a better way to ask this question. Because last time mm-hmm. I asked someone this question, they were like, do you mean like straight or gay? And I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry. I mean, do you identify oh. as a millennial or a Gen Z or a boomer? Oh, I definitely have to be a millennial. But I'm like, like a top end millennial. Like I'm at the beginning of like the millennial stage because i'm in i'm an 82 baby oh, oh child <gasps> that is literally that is that is the foundation of I the millennial generation wish that whoever's listening could have seen your face it was like i punched you in the throat i thought i thought you were gonna say like 1986 or something oh, 85 i'll take it and then because you know i was black like don't crack so preach i was actually talking about why black don't crack today with my very white co-worker Who and you? yeah i brought it up so the joke's on me naturally but i don't want to relive that now it was good it was a fine, was a fine conversation <laughs> Do you know netflix is doing a whole documentary about that and like beauty standards i think i need to watch that but the reason mm-hmm. i think we black do. don't crack is because of um our resistance to uv radiation yeah it's the melanin in our skin it's literally science it's we're literally not like science. being facetious and trying yeah. to be like nana na boo boo but also yes but also nana na boo boo i'm yeah, sorry that also you're white. yes like Apologies. i'm gonna look you know i mean actually i'm not sorry that forever. you're white you're living your best life if you're white good for you also if you're white psa this is what i tell my partner who is a cishet white man beautiful stunning love stunning I tell them all the time, you're going to do just fine because you drink water and you moisturize. Mm. These are the two things that people really... And this goes for and stay everybody. Sun. Put on sunscreen. Put on sunscreen. Yeah. Wear your sunscreen, drink water and moisturize and you'll be a-okay. And then you look like... You can be an elder millennial and look like mm-hmm. you're actually a younger millennial. Like me. But still a millennial because none of us are passing for Gen Z anymore. No. We can no, dress no, no. like it though. No, we cannot. No. No. It's if you did it... This is my whole thing. If you did the trend before when it was like, you know, the first coming out, you can't do it again. What do you mean? When, when was the first like, like... I can never wear jelly shoes again. I wore that, those What are jelly shoes? Stop. You don't know what jelly shoes oh are? Oh my God. Gen Z, don't kill me. Okay. You know what? I'm going to pull it up on my phone. But Ooh. while I'm while I'm doing that, I'm going to continue to talk about it because I wore jelly shoes, like jelly sandals when I was probably... Easily before the age of six. I feel it's like the transparent, clearish ones. Yes, that's what they are. They're from the 80s. And like every kid, like if you were an 80s baby, you were wearing these shoes. 
Okay, and no, I have never made, seen like, those before. A, a low key comeback. I can never wear the. I did it when it it was, it was around the the first time. I can't imagine me at my big big age with some jelly sandals. You're trying to stay current. Everything that's old is new no, again. Oh, I can't. Babes. But you know what? On that note, I feel like. Ugh, I feel like it's going to sidetrack us, but I'm just going to say mm-hmm. it for like, and then we're going to quickly go back to regu- regularly okay. scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like, Gen Z, get your own taste. Like stop <gasps> bringing back early 2000s looks that we basically Okay, pioneered. dead ass, are you ready to get canceled for real, for real? Not, oh my God, yes. Because agree. <laughs> agree. Like, okay, and this goes for everything. I'm seeing TV shows, film, fashion trends, sayings. Can y'all be original? I beg you. I beg you. Stop recreating things. Stop giving us the Hocus Pocus 2 that nobody asked for. That was cute, though. It was cute, but we didn't need it. I cried at the end. There's nothing wrong with one. But this is my issue. Like, stop bringing things back and giving us, like, perfect example. As much as I love The Little Mermaid and I love that it's now a black Ariel, Mm. you literally gave us the exact same storyline. This was your moment, one, to give us a true West Indian Sebastian. And you failed miserably. Wasn't he? Ah. Isn't that isn't the actor who Can? played him? He is not. <laughs> Can? He is not. He is a black American with no West Indian heritage. Oh no. Mm. And the accent Andadasi. was. Oh. Please. Could have gotten me for that matter. Oh. I'm like, I, I might as well. Like, if you're doing I just black people, it. I would have done it. I would have coached you and I would have taken it. Yeah, I can do an accent. You could have given us a Jamaican, a true Jamaican Sebastian, and you maybe could have woven in, I don't know, shocking thoughts on like racial stuff. I think they had the a storyline. Do they have a bit of racial stuff? If they did, I don't recall. But I think they finally put it like they said it finally properly in mm. like the West Indies. It felt like West Indian, mm. and I don't remember that from the first movie. So I was grateful Correct. for that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's the queen, and the queen is black. Mm. I don't understand how she has this white son, but you know what? Good you know for what her. It, it's giving Cinderella when Brandy did Cinderella. It was like, how was Whoopi? The, the mother mom. and then, and then the, the Asian the Asian dad the Asian prince, the prince and a and white, white dad. dad yeah it made no sense but we went we went, we went for it we went with, with it. it impossible yeah so that's what we're saying it's Gen Z impossible. is get your own ideas because honestly y'all have access to way more information you have the internet we no, didn't even have that shit no you're dragging Gen Z as if they're the ones who created the Little Mermaid <laughs> I didn't but I'm just saying on the back of that. <laughs> tidbit i just want to double down i beg you please y'all have the most brilliant ideas but we don't see them it's true i want to see more original thinking i want to see futuristic fashions i'm tired Ah, of seeing like a a 2000s regurgitated thing like give me 20 you know who's great for that 3000 and late if anybody is not following this person you need to follow them they're called wisdom on instagram yes oh my god i love him i love Uh, him yeah I think Give that's, me that. that's the one fashion person that I follow because Same. he's doing things. And I'm like, one time he made me feel not bad about wearing skinny jeans. And I love I when he that did that. I, I love like, when he did Thank that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because I feel ashamed now of wearing skinny jeans. Do you? Yeah, I do. Why? I don't know. The Gen Z's have made me feel bad about a lot of See, things. See, listen, but they don't have an original thought. So how can they have an opinion? No. Oop, let me not get canceled. And I, oop. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna call Spotify and be like, "You need to take this podcast down." Don't cancel me, y'all. I just, I want better for y'all. Is all I'm saying. We want better for all of you, Mm -hmm. our little children of the corn. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) little children of the corn. (laughs) So, next thing I want to know before we get into like our main topic, which is gonna be popping. Um, what's your like pet peeve? Your millennial pet peeve? Actually, it doesn't have to be millennial pet peeve. Like, what's your biggest pet peeve? I have so many pet peeves. (laughs) 
that you're like um, full of them. I can see them bubbling I up. I know. I'm like, which one do I talk about? Okay, I'll talk about two. One that's like very common. I've seen this on social media. People talk a lot about is like when someone calls you without letting you know first they're going to call you, and you just like stare at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Until For it, like, me, I'm like, out. this is an emergency. I need. To, if someone randomly calls me from yeah. nowhere that you're doesn't like, usually call died. me, I'm like. Well, no, maybe not someone died, but they need something right now and I need uh, to answer. See, in my, I would agree. I would be inclined to agree with you. But in my experience and with my family, this is very family specific. I should, you know, caveat with that. They don't want nothing. They're just bored. Just shoot the shit. Yes. And they have, <laughs> they literally will call me and be like, hey, I'm like, hey. <laughs> just silence. <laughs> Why are you on my, um, hello? Get Why off are you the phone. My, literally. So that irritates me. I'm not saying you got to like text me first and be like. I'm going to call you, but like, could you text me? You know what? Don't even text me. Just call me when you have something to talk about. True. I'm happy to talk on the phone when you have something to talk about. I need to shout out to my mom because my mom loves to call me sometimes. Just to call, just to chat. We talk almost every day. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes she'll just randomly call me and be like, the Netflix is not working. The Netflix is not working. Or my computer won't start. And you're like, I can't help you from Canada. And I'm, I, but then I try. I do try to help. Do you? Like we, oh, we troubleshoot, but 90% son. of the, no, I don't know. Oh. 90%, 90% of the time I'm like, I can't do anything. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, it's 90%, it's your shitty internet most oh. of the time. It's, yeah. that's what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. But sorry I feel it. you. Yeah. That and then like just generally the next thing that comes to mind is people, people, more specifically people that walk in groups and want to walk shoulder to shoulder oh, on a sidewalk. my God. Why do you think that you were the only people traversing the sidewalk at this moment i think it's it's hilarious that you bring this up because this has come up with another episode of this podcast where where i said that okay where that was my answer i was like i when people walk in a straight line Mm. and you're walking down the street Mm -hmm. and they won't move also and it's like bulldoze you do you expect you want me to go into the road absolutely or you want me to go into the dirt i am the person breaking up you're harmonious arm linking you're not not on my watch preach and also if they're all white i'm like you're gonna do that Really? Ooh. We're going to do that today? Well, <laughs> to that point, people that pretend like they can't literally see me and almost try and walk through me. Do you know that's a real thing? Like with, with people of color? Yeah. That's a real thing. I cannot. You can Google it. There was a study that was done a few years ago where they were tracking the brain waves of white people versus mm-hmm. when they'd see people of color and just like inanimate objects like a stop sign. Not an and inanimate to, object. Yes, and to them, we are the same. We don't register in their brain as like actual people. We're just like an inanimate object that they just have to like maneuver through or around. I feel like I believe that and I feel like sometimes it's the opposite where mm. we register too much and then they're like, black person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. And they're clutching purses and like, watching the, you as you walk by like you're gonna slip your oh, hand into their pocket we're gonna we're gonna get into it because Ooh, today we Chile. is that an actual segue Ooh, Chile. that is an actual segue. that was a really right. good segue mm. um into today's main topic but first i think we need to take a little itty bitty break for a little itty is bitty this a word sip. from our sponsors for a word from our, uh, do we have sponsors i every, hope you do every episode i joke about having sponsors but you guys Let's if you know you any do. any trash businesses that want to advertise on <laughs> Not here trash businesses i will take the ads i will write them <laughs> <laughs> we're in the biz we're in the biz um but yeah um let's take a little break and be, break <laughs> let's take a little break and we will be right back after these messages from our sponsors
we are back. That literally sounded like a rhythm. It did. It's just a metronome. <laughs> Love that for us. But we're back. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get into... Ooh, I moved my face. So <laughs> let's get into our main topic today. Um, Steph, this is what I wanted to discuss with you ever since I thought we should start a podcast together, oh, which has been like a thing for years. Don't do this. Um, and yet here I am by myself. Mm. <laughs> But we're going to get into the deep dive section. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to talk about, white people, hold on to your horses. Oh. <laughs> hold your horses. Um, Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. Hey there, buddy. <laughs> you better watch out. Um, <laughs> we're so getting canceled after this episode. God um, help us. So we're going to talk about race. Okay. Race, not racing like drag racing or no. drag race like RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Like what you check on the Canadian census. Yeah, all the rate. Yeah, that's the one we're going to be doing. Yeah. And I haven't done a Canadian census, so I don't even, I guess I would. Cut. Do you not vote? I do vote, but I only oh. recently became a citizen. Oh, right. Yeah. Bravo Congratulations. To me. Welcome to Canada. Thank you. Uh, you're free. You're <laughs> too late, but I am appreciative nonetheless. Listen, better late than never. Justin, where's my gift bag? <laughs> Oof. I need a gift basket. Listen, he's working about worried about his divorce and oh, sad. You know, but genocides. Anyway, let's not bring Justin into conversation about race because we're gonna mm-hmm. go very not down unless it's the... Timberlake, and then we can drag him. We're gonna get there now that you brought it up. We will okay. get there. I want to, to get into that man. Red. Um, but you're in the D E and I space, or what do you mm-hmm. call it now? Well, some places still call it D-E-N-I. I have seen E-D-I, and I also have seen E-I-M-B, whereas the B for belonging, and mm. then the B replaces the D, because if you feel like you belong, then it's essentially diverse. So That's a good reasoning. It really depends on where you work. Yeah, mm-hmm. because frankly, and I think that's justified, because you can be diverse, but people can still feel like they don't belong. Absolutely. Diversity can just be a Band-Aid. Absolutely. Be like, oh yeah, we have, look at all the people we have. Mm-hmm. Check in boxes, and they're like, we're diverse, but they don't do anything to support the people that are there, mentor the people that are there, help them in their career go- mm. career growth, so yeah. And I think the funny thing that people do to avoid talking about race mm. is point to diversity when it's diversity of other things. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, most of our um, C-suite is women. Thank you. I was literally <laughs> going to make that point. We both work in advertising. Yeah. We're in an industry that has been very traditionally white and male. Mm-hmm. And now we're like trying to diversify advertising or belongify advertising <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and someone's gonna coin that belongify belongify you heard it here first millennial yells the cloud yeah. belongify hashtag yeah. um you just hashtag belongify in all your dni conversations i love it um but i think we're trying to diversify it and nothing feels like it's changing mm-hmm. at least not in our industry it's like i mean it you're right it is but it isn't and i think that's because and that's what i tell people a lot of time that it's a marathon it's not a race like, if the civil rights movement have solved racism, then we wouldn't even be having these conversations today. And Wait, you mean racism hasn't been solved? No. Remember remember when we thought we solved it at JWT? Yes, when we took a picture with, like, um, when we had three different races in one photo, and we're like, we've solved racism. Solved. Give us our Nobel Prize. Um, but I think it's a lot of... I mean, we all saw the com- these companies having, like, a racial reckoning moment in 2020, and they made all these commitments and these promises. Mm-hmm. And now three years later, DEI leaders are the first to be exited out of a lot of companies. 
more importantly, DEI is not being taken seriously. It's a lot of like performative action. Yeah. It's like orange squares on Truth and Reconciliation Day. And it's like, you know, we put a fist on our social media for Black History Month. It's very like surface level. I rolled my eyes just so you know. Yeah, hard eye roll. And I feel like the companies that are really doing the hard work are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is working internally. Because mm-hmm. before you can go external and start being like, we know everything about everything and we know how to fix things, you got to fix your own house first. And a lot of times that's really hard to do for a number of reasons. Yeah. And that's why I feel like maybe people think there hasn't been any progress being done because outwardly it doesn't look like anything that's being anything is being done but that's because a lot of like the bulk of the work needs to be done in-house first yeah and that takes uh, that takes time that does take time that is true i think it's not yeah it's not a snap your fingers and done kind of solution you can't just go out and suddenly create uh an equitable workplace Mm -hmm. overnight which is fair Mm -hmm. but to your point i do think people made a bunch of commitments and mm-hmm. then it feels like everyone was like in the moment. It's but it's it's very advertising. When in the moment something happens, mm-hmm. and there's a reactive little ad. Yeah, it's the Oreo lights out um, tweet, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh my god, that was a great tweet! Amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a DNI department, great." And then time goes by, and it's like, "Oh yeah, do you remember when everyone said that and um, nothing happened?" Mm-hmm. And I'm still like the lowest paid black person at this company. Mm-hmm. Lowest paid person who is black. I was going to say, yeah. Comma black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of, on one hand, it's exhausting. And then you mm-hmm. extrapolate it to the bigger world. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, oh God. Oh yeah, the God. world is a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire. It's yeah. like everything, literally almost everything is somehow about race. And what drives me crazy. Well, yeah, and that's not due to us. No, That's and what colonialism. Drives cra- what drives me crazy is when people are like, "Why are you making this about race? It's not about race. Like, stop talking about it. It'll, like, you you're the one who's people pre- that look like me never mm. made it about race. That's the thing people need to understand. Exactly. I never, I never made it about race. You made it about race. You made it about race, and then built multiple systems based solely on the race of people. Yeah, like globally. And now you're upset because we're calling you out. You've benefited to this very day and will continue to benefit for generations from said systems. Actually, that makes me think of a thing that I want to ask you Mm. is, you know how sometimes I mean, I do this all the time, but we make like white people jokes or you'll make like (laughs) a little joke at the expense of white people. White Mm -hmm. people, I'm sorry question mark <laughs> i was gonna say sorry not sorry i'm sorry um but i think in my mind i understand i never go it's never excessive to the point where i'm like i am hurting your feelings mm-hmm. if your feelings are hurt it's probably because like you just have a little discomfort about it that's but your, i'm not saying something conscience. extreme that's like actually prejudiced I'm like making, derogatory yeah i'm like oh my god like i said on another episode like white people you love to kiss your dogs on the mouth Ooh. And you know that's true. We all know that's true. Whether y'all want to admit it or not, we see the videos. We've seen the videos. And then I had an argument with uh, a person that I know, a person Mm -hmm. who's close to me, about how that is, it's kind of like these little jokes are racist in their own right. And I'm like, I don't think they're racist because this doesn't really affect you. Like, Is this a white person saying this? What do you think? Girl. (laughs) See, this is what people feel, and I'm sorry to cut you off. But this is what also what people fail to realize is that racism is rooted in power. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar to what's currently going on in the world. You cannot call yourself oppressed or be taking plays out of the oppression playbook if you legitimately benefit from systems that were built specifically for, for you. you. Yeah, yeah. You you can't throw that word around at, and, and apply it to yourself. No. Like, again, sorry, question mark? It's like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm sorry I jabbed at you and you're like, oh, that's like a jab and maybe I feel, you know, me, me as I'm imagining a white person, being a white person. I mm-hmm. feel like a little like slighted, but I'm like, it's not really racist of me to say that because at the end of the day, when you make a black people joke or you make an Asian joke or Mm -hmm. you make an indigenous people joke, that perpetuates a system that literally there's a direct correlation between you making that joke Mm -hmm. and the state of the world and the state in which these people live. Absolutely. When I make a joke about white people, that does nothing. Right. Like there is nothing. There is literally, this is the thing that drives me insane Mm -hmm. is that there's, they want us to believe that there is this kind of like wave of anti-white rhetoric no, and Miss Mama, there is no wave of anti-white rhetoric. No, there is barely a ripple. <laughs> we're calling attention to things that we've previously ignored. Exactly. And the difference too between like the jokes, like the jokes, is we're calling, like we just said, we're calling you out on the truce of your behavior. Your racism is rooted and directly tied to stereotypes that you imposed on us. That we're not rooted in any type of truth whatsoever. It's just the way you personally felt about us. Mm. That is the difference. And it's a vast difference. So you can be mad at me telling you kiss your dog in the mouth because I know in two hours you're going to go home and kiss your dog in the mouth. (laughs) That is the truth, right? (gasps) But you can't then turn around and say every black person loves chicken and watermelon because where did you get that from? Exactly. It's like, let's, let's, let's look at the history of that. Right. Where did you get that from? Let's look at the history of the stereotypes that you have, like you have come up with and the watermelon history, which is actually Mm. fascinating. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you know it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should we educate? Do you want to educate our listeners? No, no, no. I want you to educate. I feel like I'm the one that's like preachy, 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 preachy. No, no, no. I want you, because I feel like you would be more articulate with it. No, because I was educated by Lacey Mosley on Scam Goddess, which is (gasps) one of my favorite. You put me on podcast. that podcast. You did. You put me on that podcast. Um, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Shout out to Lacey. But I got educated when she said that um, after slavery ended and black people were freed in the States, mm-hmm. a lot of sharecroppers like started, one of the things that started growing was watermelon. I don't mm-hmm. remember the reason why. I think it had to do with like the soil being fertile and just like something, it made sense yeah, it was for the watermelon to grow something, there. And mm-hmm. that's how they were making money and growing watermelons. Mm-hmm. And then white people were like, these niggas got watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And they're like, we're not, uh, not today. Not mm. today, Mr. Black Man. Right. And then this whole kind of like black people love watermelon thing, it, they tried to tear it down. They tried mm-hmm. to bring it out from under the black uh, people, sharecroppers growing watermelon. Mm-hmm. And then there was this kind of created like insidious thing Totally. Of, uh, oh, now black people, like black people love watermelon because that's all they grow. Meanwhile, it's what they needed to grow and what they could grow. So that we can to make, make money. money. Yeah. And it just goes back to every every time I hear some kind of stereotype and then I learn about the history of it, I'm like, 
that's fucked up. Mind blown. And even the white stereotypes where it's like, oh, pe- you're calling pe- white people cracker is bad. And it's like, is it bad? Because it like literally means the one who cracks the, the, the whip. whip. Yeah. So I'm like, um, <laughs> technically, I can I can say that. Once again, rooted in truth. Rooted in truth. <laughs> like, rooted in truth. I'm sorry. And you know what? I am speaking and I'm saying all these things as someone who didn't grow up in North America. Mm-hmm. I am African uh, black and mm-hmm. not like um, diaspora black. Although technically I'm this part of the desperate. diaspora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but living here, it's like, it's inescapable because no one's going to stop you on the street and be like, oh, what kind of black are you? It's true. We're all just like well, one form of black. And that's so interesting that you bring that up because our mutual friend, Delisa, actually shed light on that for me because she grew up in Grenada where everybody essentially looks like her. Dark skin, mm-hmm. black woman. And she said she didn't even realize that she was black or that, you know, that black was like a race until she moved to Canada in her teenage years. And then people were calling her black. And she was like, okay, I don't <laughs> understand this. So like, and for me, I, I grew up in North America. I grew up in the GTA. So mm. that's always been a part of my life. I didn't know or think that anywhere else would be different. So it was so fascinating to me befriending her and just like learning about her growing up and her realizing like, I knew like physically, like visually I was black, but it wasn't ever something that was said to me or Mm -hmm. anything that was ever taken into account for any reason because everybody looked like me where I came from. And to that point, I was like, what a pleasure that might have been. Right. You know, where you never have to think about your race. You never, because we know like living in the city, especially as like a black woman, like I'm guarded a lot of the time. You know, like even my partner is white and even him and I going out in the city, we've gotten into like altercations with people trying to like puff out their chest and challenge him. And Mm. it's so interesting because everyone's like, oh, Toronto is so diverse. It's a mosaic. It is, but it isn't like we still have little Italy, little Jamaica, Greek town. Like there are still areas of the city that are I want to say segregated. and I'll use that term loosely because in a sense they are yeah right like it's in a sense like you know everyone that lives in that community is from that community and you can come in as someone not from that community Mm. it's not segregated in the sense like you're not allowed there but you know if you go to a certain area of the city it's like okay well this is little jamaica i know what i'm gonna get Mm -hmm. over here or this is little portugal i know where i'm gonna get over there and so it's interesting to think that like you have this mindset in a city where it's so diverse and you think you can move about freely but you still cannot even as people of color, yeah. we still cannot in 2023. Yep. And I think that's actually a really good point because when I go outside of my area, I live in a neighborhood that's, I'd say, uh, it's predominantly white. Although mm-hmm. my building, weirdly, has a lot of a lot of people of color. Like oh. in the morning in my condo gym, mm-hmm. there's like one white woman and then everyone else is like a person of color. There's like an Asian guy. There's a brown guy. There's me. There's sometimes a black guy. Like a lot of, a lot of people of color here and I don't know what happened in my Mm -hmm. building, but it's great. But then I noticed that as soon as you go, you step uh, outside of your little pocket in Toronto Mm -hmm. and you take, for example, an Uber up North and you're suddenly in a a slightly different area. It feels like you're in another city. Mm -hmm. People are different. Suddenly there's more of a certain type of race of people. Yeah. And so I appreciate Toronto being Diverse as like as a whole sure. like as a point on a map when you look at the globe mm-hmm. but when you get down to a smaller scale it still has like tight tight pockets totally which is why drake's bullshit about being black i'm like no we can't listen let's not aubrey, even get into drake right aubrey <laughs> also needs to be a whole entire separate episode. aubrey if you're listening don't listen <laughs> 
Aubrey, if you're listening to this, it's too late. It's too, it's too late. <laughs> We're going to drag you. I love that. That was In a, a subsequent great, episode. That was a great little mm-hmm. thing. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we rewind a bit, I wanted to reference what you were saying about our friend Delisa, who grew up in a predominantly black um, mm-hmm. country and then came here and suddenly was labeled black. I found as someone who grew up in Zambia also, it's it's a it's in Africa. It's like a, yeah. it's like sub-Saharan Africa. Everyone's black. Also, everyone, Africa is a continent, just so we're abundantly clear. Yeah, Africa is a continent. It's not a country. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> but you know what? I blame the media for perpetuating this because the totally. media, the no, media will be, be like specific world vision. <laughs> <laughs> world, vi- world vision is t- trying to help. Okay, you guys. But you know what? Sometimes people do mm. is like even in songs, like um, they'll be l- like listing. They'll be like London, New York, Africa, and it's like okay, um, you had two cities and <laughs> then a continent. Right. <laughs> Um, and then like how do we get here how do you get here and then in um, like even in title cards they'll be like yeah. uh, like uh, reading Pennsylvania and then they'll be like Cape Town Africa yeah or like they never specify like when it's right. in Africa it's like it's no so one true. Like, I see that about Canada too I'll see like Ontario Canada I'm like okay like okay or Toronto Canada I'm like mm. Mm. Oh. if you can figure out New York New York you should be able to figure out Toronto Ontario Cut the shit. You know what? This is now going again for Americans. Americans, you guys just need to like... <sighs> anyway, whatever. That, again, more, another... We have another, so many episodes that we could segue off of this one. coming ep- back and coming back. They don't want to hear me again. <laughs> oh, they, this is, is going to be a hit. <laughs> I can already see the audience <laughs> matrix. Metri- metrics. Mm-hmm. Let me say matrix. The audience I matrix. Mean, if Keanu wants to come on here, Keanu I'd be happy to interview Keanu, him. Maybe if you're listening... Please listen. You can come. Also, my number is... No. <laughs> Wow, Jordan's <laughs> listening. You know who's listening? Jordan. Love you. He knows how I feel about Keanu. So. Is he your hall pass? No, no, no. There's no hall passes. I'm a cancer and viciously jealous. There are no hall passes. Even with celebrities? No. Actually, no, a celebrity would be more likely to be- steal. They can provide him with a better yeah. life than I can. I mean, that's true. Oh, my God. Absolutely That's not. absolutely true. No. He would be a kept man. And as good as he, as cute as he is, absolutely not. There are You're no right. hall passes in this relationship. You're right. Mm-mm. Okay. I'll, back to the imp- I'll accept things. that and yeah. uh, back to the the thing of uh, me being in Zambia and being biracial so in Zambia I was kind of not black mm. I was like in uh, in um in South Africa there's a whole group of people called colored oh. and so it's like the it's people who are mixed like but mixed from way back when it's not oh, like a from like apartheid like, I think it was like Dutch settlers with like mm. um, local people, and mm-hmm. then there's it's a whole it's a whole mixed bag. Also, that's the only thing the Dutch brought to the world was slavery, and uh, the English perfected and it. And strudel, I guess. Uh, no, is I'm that sorry. Dutch? The, the Portuguese brought slavery to the world. No, but not before the Dutch. Didn't the, I thought it was the Portuguese? No, the Dutch brought it. The and English perfected it, and the Portuguese was like, "Hold my beer." No, the Portuguese. Well, look how far the Portuguese have fallen. <laughs> don't my sister-in-law listen i love portugal i was there last summer i love portugal but portugal is no longer a Portu- world power oh yeah you fumbled the slavery bag portugal <laughs> <laughs> you fumbled the slavery bag Ooh. like you had brazil you had angola you had mm-hmm. mozambique mm-hmm. and now what do you have but thank you for the wonderful shades of people that now reside in portugal it's true and you know what portugal that's what i love about portugal everyone's kind of like white, i didn't know spicy that spicy white did you know that i did not know going to portugal how large of a population of like visibly black people there would be oh visibly. i was gonna be like we, we, we both know miguel but miguel's not visibly black <laughs> no hi miguel 
Danielle. I mean, no, I didn't. I assumed, I assumed to that point going to Portugal that everyone would look like Miguel or my sister in law. Mm -hmm. And then I got there and I was like, okay, everyone is dark skinned or my coloring, Wagwan. Did nobody tell me black people were over here? I literally <laughs> called my sister in the airport, was like, babes. You didn't tell me any of this. I think it might be the the Brazilians coming up. No, they were like born. Yes. But, but also the like Brazilians that I encountered look like Miguel oh. and my sister-in-law. They weren't like dark skinned, like visibly black people. Everyone that I'd met or encountered or talked to hmm. were like born and raised in Portugal. And they're like, yeah, we're deep over here. I had Damn. no idea. Okay, Portugal. Maybe you can redeem yourselves. I don't know. Shout TBD. out. TBD. Shout out. Um, the moral of my story which we keep trying to get I was going to say, we get distracted we, very We get distracted easily. very easily. This is bad. <laughs> um, the moral of my story is that in Zambia, I wasn't black mm. because I was mixed. So I was like, and I was referencing colored people from South Africa. In Zambia, that kind of language is there. Right. When you say colored, it's someone who's like dark skinned, but not black, like mm -hmm. clearly mixed with something. Oh. And so that's what people will call me. And then when I came here, it's just like, you're black, but I don't feel like I'm black. Right. Because that's not how you've essentially lived your entire yeah. life. Yeah. And so then sense. I had to like literally like adjust the way I thought about things and have mm -hmm. a mindset shift. And looking back now, it's almost embarrassing to see how resistant I was to that because mm -hmm. To your point, I had not grown up like that, so I need to give myself a little bit of grace. Totally. Because when I went to Belarus, then I was, I, which is where the other half of me is from. Mm -hmm. and you were, you were black. I was black. Yeah, they were and, like, "There's no if and or buts about it." And there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm black, bitch." Yeah. And then, like, people on the street <laughs> literally would stare. Like when I was a really? kid, I was. I remember I was with my mom. I was nine years old, mm -hmm. and we were walking by this little kid with his mom, mm -hmm. and he goes, "Look, mom, a little like." Don't say he said the N-word. No, he didn't say the N-word. Oh, but he said a little, like, um, black boy. But it's, like, in Russian, it's, like, the word chorninki. Like, uh -huh. chorni means black. Okay. And then, like, chorninki means, like, little black, basically. Oh. But it doesn't sound, like, offensive in Russian. Sure. But he just said it. And it was a cute way. But I had other people in, in uh, Belarus literally say the N-word to me. They'd be like, oh, is your dad the N-word? <gasps> and at the time, I was, like, nine years old. I'm like... They're saying this to you as a child? The fuck? Why am I yeah. even surprised by this? So, anyway, this, mm -hmm. this complicated, weird, like, racial thing that's been going on. Mm -hmm. I am so happy to have kind of come here, essentially, and been put in a situation where you can kind of just create a community outside of these, like, little, you know little things that I've been living my whole life where you don't belong mm -hmm. here that much, you don't belong there that much. But here right. it's like... You're just black. Everyone's just black. Like if you're, if it's you're, on site. If you're not white, you're. No, well, I mean, there's all the other races, but like yeah. if you're not fully white and you're like a little bit darker and you have like kind of African features, you're just mm -hmm. black. Yeah. And that is both beautiful and low key kind of problematic from the one drop rule back in the day. Because like literally, race is like a social construct. It's literally like a made up thing that white people came up with. They're like, yeah. okay, we're gonna start categorizing people based on their skin color nuts ridiculous nuts. i wonder what would have happened to the world if like slavery and colonialism were not things well i mean i'm inclined to believe that the entire continent of africa would be thriving right now and not just pockets wakanda forever I wish Wakanda was real. Can we talk about it? Should we talk about it? Talk about Wakanda? Yes. And how I legit promise <laughs> you, promise you right now, if someone was like, babes, Wakanda is real. The only caveat is that you have to give up your citizenship. Bye. I'm on the next thing smoking. Bye. 
What do you mean? <clears throat> do you know what white some white people who I've talked to who are like mm-hmm. kind of like to be like a little a little difficult? They Ugh. say that, it's like, oh well, um, why don't you just want to go back to Africa generally? Why do you have to like? you have to have Wakanda because it's like a fantasy of like a beautiful idealized version of Africa that really doesn't exist. And it's like, it was Africa pre-colonialism. Yeah. It's like, bitch, you're the one, you're the one who ruined it. Right. That's why we love it so much because (laughs) that's what Africa would have been pre had not, if colonialism had not occurred, that's what Africa would have been that right there. Tribes working together, communities working together. I mean, we did have a few wars. But you know what? Who didn't have a few wars? I was about to say. Europe has been at war. And also, what? What if we get to the root of it, why, why were y'all beefing? Yeah. Because of... Wait, why were we beefing? I guess power and stuff. Mm. But you know, but then also a lot of like foreign... Foreign, foreign shit, influence. Foreign influence. Right. I mean, the current wars, when like there's this, the civil wars in Africa, mm-hmm. a lot of times you can really trace it back to colonialism. This is why, let me tell you something. I Mm. hate that I, um, before I got my Canadian citizenship, that as a Zambian, I had Mm. to get a visa to go to the UK. I'm like, excuse me? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm like, you fucked us up. You were the colonial power. Then you left. And now I need to pay you. You have to ask permission. To spend three days in your little country. You should be so lucky. You should be so lucky. Mm -hmm. But yeah, (laughs) that was a a very long. um, But much needed. But much needed segue. Mm hmm. I wanted to ask you for a little story. Oh, God. Be- <laughs> you know, I love a good story. Because I feel the life of being uh, a person of color in Canada, especially at work, mm-hmm. is a story of microaggressions. And, oh, totally. and frankly, macroaggressions. Yeah. And frankly, just like straight up aggression. And just straight up racism, for and sure. Straight up racism. Yeah. I want to hear a little microaggression story from you. You know, I have so many. <laughs> But like it always defaults to the hair. The hair is always the most common thing I feel like, especially we as black women experience. And I mean, especially if you have a natural hairstyle, I feel like if you have like what most people outside of like the black community would consider traditional, like a low cut fade or if a black woman has straight hair, whether it's a wig or hers, she doesn't really face as many microaggressions as someone who would wear braids or her natural hair for whatever reason. And so the most prominent story in my mind that I can think of is when I did, when I, before I locked my hair and I had braids years and years ago and I was in the elevator. And it was like the first day I'd come back to work after getting my braids done. Mm-hmm. And I was in the elevator. Did we know each other at this point? I think this might've been before you started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Rachel Rose? Was her last name? No, no. Rachel. She was the best ally. Redheaded, white woman, just vocal. I love her. I got to look her up after this. When when a ginger becomes an ally, it's just a beautiful moment. Because they're like low-key also like being bullied and shit when they're kids. And it's like, you know what it's like to be the other. And they're going extinct. So like they're fighting hard. Fighting for their lives. They're literally fighting for like... (laughs) Come on, I get the ropes. I think we need to add gingers to the BIPOC umbrella. <laughs> I'll accept them. I'll accept them. BIPOC G. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. BIPOC, <laughs> BIPOC plus. BIPOC plus and the pluses for the gingers. <laughs> and Italians. Spicy whites. Spicy whites. So we just do spicy whites all together. Spicy whites. Yeah, Italians, yeah. Portuguese. Uh, no, should we let the, the, the slavers in? No. Anyway. We can't. See, now we've gone too far. Now we've gone too now far. Now we've yeah. gone too far. All right, wheel it back. 
So I'm in the elevator, me, Rachel, and another white lady who shall not be named older white lady. And I'm trying to like set the scene. So we're like in an elevator. It's like me on the left hand side, Rachel's in between me and then the white or the older white lady beside Rachel. And she literally reached across Rachel to try and like stroke one of oh, my braids and was Mama, like, no. mm. and she was like, Oh, your hair was. So-. And before she could even finish the sentence, Miss Rachel snatched her hand out of the air and turned to face her and like got close to her face and was like, you don't ever touch a black woman's hair ever. <laughs> and like threw her hand down. And she was like, don't you ever do that? She's pointing in her face. And I, I didn't even, it happened so fast. Anton, I didn't even realize what was happening until I heard Rachel talking. And I just remember like looking to my right, just like in bewilderment because like what's happening, but also thank you. Savior. Right. (laughs) And then she just calmly like went back to like staring ahead and she looked at me and like winked and she was like, I got you girl. I was like, what? Come on, Rachel. Come on, Rachel. Like (laughs) after that, me and her were homies. I was like, that woman can do no wrong. She just protected me from being like, mauled stroked like a fucking mauled. zoo animal what did this white lady do after this did she react she was shook she was absolutely shook like she didn't know what to say she fully thought like that was acceptable behavior you know she went home and like said something terrible happened to absolutely. me today maybe yeah. cried i was about to say tears came tears, tears fallen <laughs> yeah i was just curious i was borderline assaulted she grabbed my wrist oh absolutely i'm sure it was a whole you know a different spin of the story for her but for me, I never, I never felt more protected in that moment mm. by someone that didn't look like me. And I honestly can't remember a moment before then where someone who didn't look like me had gone out of their way like that. Because she didn't have to do that. Yeah. She could have easily like scooted herself back and let that woman, you know, pet me like a dog. But she was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Not today, Miss Ma'am. Not in front of me. I don't know what spirit of Jim Crow possesses people to reach, <laughs> to reach Not out. Jim Crow. I'm dead. <laughs> to reach out and just like grab people's hair. On Can we do a study on that? Can someone do a study as, and, and find out for us? Why do white people feel that it is okay? And what in their spirit forces them to reach out and want to touch another person to like strangers. that? To strangers. Yeah. To strangers. Like, this is a thing. I have some leniency for friends. I have room for friends. Sure, like, if absolutely. my friend, I play with my friend's hair, like, of mm-hmm. all things. If yeah. they want to touch my hair, sure. Right. We're close enough. Right. If I don't know you like that, don't ask to Six touch feet. my hair. Yeah. Don't touch my hair. Mm-mm. Don't comment on my hair. No. Because nine times out of ten, the little comment that you're going to make is going to be a fucked up it is. comment. It is. They think that they're being like, oh, I'm, that was actually a compliment. It's like, no, sweetie, no. that's not a compliment. Like, no. You, unless you're going to say your hair looks amazing, Th- don't say anything. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Literally. Zip. Yeah. Unless it's going to be like, I've never seen better hair in my entire life. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. At all. I don't care that you prefer it straight. I don't care that you want to know how come I came in on, uh, you saw me on Friday and my hair was close cropped and now Monday I got a 48, 43 inch. <laughs> don't worry about it. Mind your business, Sandra. It's not Sandra, but... <laughs> All the Sandras listening are like clutch their invisible pearls right Me? now. It's okay, Sandra. We're not coming. We have to get because we can't use Karen anymore. We no. got to pick another name. We have to. Yeah, we have to get inventive. Debbie. 
Becky. <gasps> yes. Thank you, Beyonce. I, I was about to say Becky with the her good hair. hair. Um, I think <laughs> it reminds me of that um, clip from the news station where the guy, they were like, oh, if the fire alarm goes off or it's wet out there, like you're going to get your, you don't want to get your hair wet. Like it's going to ruin your weave or something. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a hilarious moment because the anchor, the woman like handled it very well and it was kind of funny. And it's nice to see when people are like, when they say something, when they immediately like, oh, I fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Like have some kind of like you know thing don't mm-hmm. justify what you're saying right if you see that you fucked up yeah there's no reason for you to be like actually i meant it this don't just be like yeah. i'm sorry that was my bad i will it'll never happen again right that's a learning moment for you totally yeah don't try and like overcompensate and explain what you meant like don't get defensive you know what i mean like mm. this is me and my body and 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 i move in this world a different way than you do so if i tell you something's offensive apologize and let's move on yeah the thing is i feel like you wouldn't do that to anyone else no like uh, two white ladies wouldn't just reach up to another strange white no. lady's hair and grab it i've never seen it i've never, never seen heard it about happen. it and would it have i don't no. think it would happen it sounds just like outlandish so totally. it's totally like, so don't. why is it not outlandish for us yeah unless someone has invited you to touch their hair and you know them very well that Which you know that that's acceptable not happen i don't know where your hands don't have do been it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> this is why also I'm so happy like when it gets really cold, I just start wrapping my hair because I can avoid that altogether. Stunning. She has the wrap on now, love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Stunning wrap. Thank you. From we the diaspora. Straight from the motherland. <laughs> Straight from the motherland. <laughs> is it actually? It, it, well, that's what they said. But we know there's a whole thing about like the fabrics and the copying. It's from it's from um the Netherlands. <gasps> There's a whole, I need to do... So the Dutch did give us more than slavery? Oh my God, we've come full circle. Oh, bitch. I don't want them to have so claim I to this. There's a whole story about like these fa- these fabrics and patterns that are very like, uh, you just associate with traditional African garments. In Zambia, they're called fitenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, they use it as wraps and stuff. But I read the history of these and they're like, made in the netherlands i think and then they were started to like export to africa and then they like blew up don't quote me on that i haven't done Mm. any research on that i just occurred Mm. to me now because we're not going to talk about it no but that's what i this is like the fourth other episode we have to do yeah i think we're up to at this point so i guess the dutch did give us something well um that's I think was a really great conversation. It was. It took a couple, you know, deviations from time to time. I hope people can follow. I hope people can follow. <laughs> I hope people are not like to hurt. And if you are hurt, you should really do some introspection and wonder why you're hurt. That. And then if you really don't know, leave a comment. We're not going to respond to it. <laughs> Maybe I'll respond because, you know, I'm trying to grow my audience. <laughs> You could go back and forth with people on the interwebs. I will not. I will get into a fight with someone on the internet. I know. Oh, shit. Do you still have your... My alt? Yeah. Also, uh, oh, I used to... So when Trump won, I created an alt and I had Which this alt. Which was the funnest. I shut it down when when he left office because I was like, oh, you know what? Point? I'm kind of t- I'm t- tired. You might have to bring it back, girl, because... It was exhausting. Yeah. It was exhausting. And I now bet. he's like, what if Tucker Carlson is my uh, VP? It's fucking bad shit. And like, Tucker Carlson, white nationalist Tucker Carlson, yeah. or fucker Carlson. But this is what, what we're like talking about about the systems. Like, the electoral college is really nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You can go out and you can do all the votes, but once it gets up there and you know the majority 
holds office. It's like, mm, well, thanks for coming out, but yeah. these motherfuckers are going to make the ultimate decision. Right. And that <laughs> is antiquated from slavery. This is what I'm saying. Listen, just burn everything to the ground and let's rebuild. Let's rebuild. I think we need to just start from scratch. We absolutely do. We just need to like, you know, do a Martha Stewart and bake this country from scratch. Ooh. Let Martha lead this country. I would love her and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Stuart Dogg. <laughs> I'm on the what's Stuart what's Dogg his real name? ticket. Calvin. I think his real name's Calvin. He will run as Snoop Dogg, and a Snoop Dogg will not oh, run totally. his way. I won't vote for him if he puts Calvin on the ballot. Are you joking? It I needs w- to say Snoop Doggy Dog. I would vote for Martha Stewart, Loki, if Martha Stewart was running. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? She's hot. Mm-hmm. She's friends with Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and she's probably not a fucking crazy Nazi. Precisely. And I feel like that's a that's the bar that we have these days. Don't be a Nazi. Truly. It's underground. Truly. It's- the, the level, <laughs> the bar is in hell. The bar is in hell. <laughs> Just be like a neutral person, and we'll yeah. be like, oh my God, you are Jesus? No, don't be neutral. We need you to pick a side. We need you to pick a side. But even if you are neutral, not neutral in the sense of like you won't come for people. You just be yes. like, okay, like cool. Trans people exist. Anyway, right. let's move on to something yeah. what else. What does that have to do with me? Nothing? Beautiful. Love that. Love it. Just if it has nothing to do with you, leave it. If it doesn't resonate, mama, mm-hmm. leave it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's take another quick break and we'll be right back for the last segment, which is going to be sad and Steph is going to have to leave. Sorry. No, it's going to be sad because you're leaving. But <laughs> it's not actually sad. It's going to be happy. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> And we are bu- 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 back. <laughs> it is time for the last little section of this podcast. Um, but I will say off the top, I know you guys have been listening so intently and thank you for listening. And each episode has been like slightly different. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're trying to find our footing. We're trying to find, and by we, I mean me. <laughs> I am trying to find my footing and figure out what the best format is to bring you the best podcast experience you could possibly have. So bear with me as we figure that out. Mm-hmm. So in this uh, episode, what we're going to do as a last segment mm-hmm. is a little nostalgia corner. Oh, So we're millennials. Uh-huh. Our time is fading. I remember mm. when we were the hot thing on the market and everyone was like, we need to appeal to millennials. What do millennials want? But to that point, I've, I've, like we were just saying that Gen Z is copying us. So were we ever not hot? Fair. Mm. We're still hot, mm. but like faded hot. Mm. They're like, move aside. There's mm-hmm. like a better version of you. It's Gen right. Z. Yeah. Um, but there were so many things from back in the day when we were quote unquote hot mm-hmm. and the it crowd that were popping. And do <laughs> this verbiage is sending me. Carry on. And I want you to like dig into, for you, it might have to be digging a little further back. Oh, bitch. <laughs> This cunty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But you dig, dig deep, Mm -hmm. deep in the past, like to pull something that from your millennial archives that Mm -hmm. you wish would make a comeback today. (gasps) Oh, that hasn't yet made a comeback. Something that I wish would make a comeback. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know. House parties. House parties never went away. I've no, not how. Listen. The house parties that y'all be throwing, you lower level millennials, oh. y'all want to stand around and sip wine and music is playing in the background. That's not a house party, sweetheart. It's an adult house party. By, <laughs> listen, my parents used to throw adult house parties in Scarborough back when I was a little eeny weeny teeny baby. 
those house parties were lit. There was a DJ. It was like, no, it wasn't like being in the club because being in the club, people ain't dancing. There was a DJ. There was dancing. People were sweating out their perm. There was liquor <laughs> flowing. People were bunning down to the plate. Like, the neighbors were, actually, the neighbors were complaining because the neighbors were in the house party At with the you. house party? Yes. Damn. This is what I'm saying. Bring back house parties parties but you know what actually you say that and it's funny because my mom was talking recently about how back in the day when we were little kids Mm -hmm. all the families would get together and she's like we used to have so much fun it would be crazy like they'd be singing there would be like games Mm -hmm. there would be dancing and that's a house party and she's like these days when we get together we just sit and everyone just drinks and it's lame yeah and you know what then i think that's not a millennial thing i think that's a gen x thing Oh. It's our parents' generation who did that. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the- I also had house parties when I was a teenager. Like ragers? Yeah, like in the basement. Oh. I wasn't supposed to. My mom was at work. Oh, you were bah. like a classic teenager. You were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Stephanie, I'm going out. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to work. Watch your brother. And I was like, okay. And then I would have friends over and I had older friends. We would do dial a bottle. They would open the door to receive the liquor and we would turn up. What's dial a bottle? Oh my God. Dial a bottle is when like you literally would like call someone and place like an alcohol order and they would deliver it to the house. It's like Uber Eats. Oh, like Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But we didn't have Uber Eats back then. I'm young. So like, I don't know about dial. What's that? You're exhausting. (laughs) It's when you pick up a telephone. (laughs) What's a telephone? (laughs) They used to be attached to the wall. What's a wall? No. I am housed. I am not unhoused i know what a wall is um, yeah wow. bring back house parties those okay. were so fun that's fair i want to i mean the house parties i go to these days i don't know i i honestly frankly i like to go to a house party where i don't know anyone really yes because then i can be like i can meet new people i can socialize mm. when i go to house parties with people i know it's mm-hmm. kind of like you hit the same beats and you know what to expect mm. but when i know one person and they're yeah. like come to this party and i go it's always a fun time because like, mm. well, not always. Sometimes it's hit and miss. But mm-hmm. I love meeting new people. Then people are like so curious about you and they're like asking you questions. And you know, I love to talk, which is why I have this podcast. Screaming. So, and be the center of attention. And be the center of attention. Mm. Well, it's depending on the day. You're a Leo, right? No, I'm a Virgo. Uh, are you Leo cusp though? No, I'm not even a cusp. What's a cusp? Like on the, around no, the 22nd? No, you're September 3rd, right? First. First. Well, now everyone knows my birthday. I'm going to have to edit this out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not a cuspy baby. Maybe you have Leo in your chart, though. Is I don't that like have, your rising have Leo, or your ascendant? I don't, have Leo, I don't have Leo in my chart. At all? At all. Mm, you need to give me your birthday because <laughs> I feel, and your time, because I feel like you have Leo in your chart somewhere and you just have <laughs> not claimed it. But well, still, bring back the house party. I'm an advocate. If you're having a house party, invite me. I love a house party. And I'm, I'm a great guest because I help clean up as well. I do not. You just peace out? I peace out. But I'm also usually the first person to peace out because I like to get in bed by like 10. Oh, girl, you can't do house parties then. Ain't nobody showing up <laughs> to like 11. What? No, 11 is when you go to the club. No. Mm-mm. I think I'm over the club. I haven't been to a club in so long. Yeah. I haven't unless I've been working. Like if I'm, I, I, I don't like go to party. Like I'm, I'm there to work the door. We should go I'm to- here to make money. Oh yeah. You're, this is what's amazing about you. Mm. Not only are you a high power DNI executive, <laughs> Not high she literally also works doors at like gay parties. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. Like it's legitimately so amazing. The music is always good. The people are no drama. Everyone's always dressed super cute and in a good mood. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Pay You're one of the people. Door. That's why I say the A in LGBTQIA stands for ally and not asexual. Once again, I'm sorry, asexuals. <laughs> you go- 
We gonna get canceled. <laughs> we gonna get canceled. Okay, they gonna be a, on X talking about us. A squared. Um, do not call it X. We're going to call it That's Twitter. That's what it's called. No. That's what Mr. Elania is calling it now. Elongated muskrat. No, we're not calling it X. Good night. I'm signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Elongated muskrat. That's what I call him because he I'm does not deserve. I'm putting that in the group chat. I will credit you. I Thank promise. Thank you. Thank you. And don't forget to send in this podcast. Well. well. <laughs> Steph, this was amazing. So much fun. So much fun. Where can people, you know, find you on the socials, on the things, if you want to plug anything? No, don't follow me on social. My Instagram is private. If I don't know you, I will leave you pending. Um, blocked. Yeah, blocked. I don't use Twitter, now known as X. I barely use Facebook. Like, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Um find me around if you see me in the city and you know what i look like wave if you hear her voice now that you know her voice if yeah. you just hear her voice out of the corner of your ear yeah, yeah, yeah turn around and be like steph is that you yeah, yeah, yeah. and it probably won't be her <laughs> it probably will be but you can keep trying until one day if you live in toronto you will run into her one it's day true i mean yeah 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 i was gonna drop my linkedin but that that my dms are a mess already due to the work that i do no. so you know Thanks for having me. I'm just going to be a ghost. I'm going to be a guest that has no name. A and guest. I love that for me. Literally named you first, last name. We have your work history, but sure. Listen, if you can find me based <laughs> on that little information I gave you, you might deserve a follow. That's a challenge to everyone listening. Mm-hmm. You need to find her. Mm-hmm. And what? literally send me in the message, I heard you on Anton's podcast. Oh my God. Once that happens, I'll be like, I made it. There's some random mm-hmm. rando out there being like, I heard you on Anton's podcast. Yeah. Thank you. I will take it. Yeah. Well, Steph, this was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you guys for listening once again. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram now <gasps> because we have a pop in on Instagram. JK, there's nothing on it. Oh. But <laughs> there's going to be stuff on it. It's Millennial Yells at Cloud, just the exact same name of the show. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Anton Tankovich. If you can't spell, that's your problem. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. This has been great, Steph. And it was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yay. And if we decide to do four more episodes, I guess I'm going to have to tell people where to find me. Yeah, you will have to tell people Dang if you come it. back. So We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. It's going to be a very hard bridge to cross for you. Ooh. <laughs> it really is. <laughs>